girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. What's up, girl? I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode. And I know I say that often when I start these pep talks, but truly, isn't it so cool when you actually think about this? I live in Denver, Colorado, and I don't know where you are in the world or what it is that you're doing right now, but we get to connect through this platform. And you know, my intention when I started this show almost five years ago, which is so wild, is that it would be this come with me, let's figure out life together type of show. And this episode is definitely going to be in line with that because I wanted to record this in case you're feeling like the path that you're on toward getting where you want to go or even just navigating through life right now feels a little bit bumpy and you're like, oh, Keish, I'm just trying to like hang on. We all have seasons like that. And I want to share with you something that's been on my mind recently, which is going to sound kind of random, but it's back when I ran the New York Marathon, which my husband and I lived in New York City in 2015. We actually lived there for four years when he was in dental school. And I decided to run the New York Marathon. I'd never run a marathon before. And there was three specific mantras and ideas that I had in my head while training, while running. And ironically, I'm talking to you eight years later and these things still stick with me. So I wanted to share them with you just in case it could be helpful. And we're going to dig into all the juice today. So I'm pumped that you're here. But I did also want to make sure because there are so many new listeners of this show, which I'm always so grateful for, for those of you that shared on Instagram or leave reviews and just help get the message out about the show. It just means so much to me. But I also wanted to make sure you know, if you're new, that I've got a totally free pump up text list that you can join. All you have to do is text the word start to 512-548-2728. Basically how it works is I send out these little inspo texts every Sunday evening and then randomly throughout the week. And it's also a fun way for us to connect. You can text me back questions, fill me in on what's going on in your world. If you ever need like recommendations of things or you're like, hey, Keisha, have you done a podcast about this? Or you've got suggestions for me. Like I love the two-way communication because again, you know, I love that we get to connect through this platform, but I'm sitting at my kitchen table in Denver, Colorado. And I don't know where you are in the world and exactly what's going on in your life. So I just love to get to have that conversation back and forth. So again, if you want to join the text list, it's totally free, fun way for us to connect and for you to get a little inspo straight to your phone. Just text the word start to 512-548-2728. And if you're cruising on the freeway or you're switching laundry, you're doing your workout and you're like, ah, I can't write that number down. Just check the show notes. It's in the show notes, or you can always DM me on Instagram and I'll send you the link. Okay. Let's get on the same page here because this is a really important topic. So at the time that I'm recording this episode, the New York Marathon just happened. And I always love like the New York Marathon because there's something just so incredible about it. If you don't know, it's like you start and you go through Central Park and you go through all like the, uh, the boroughs of New York. It's just such a cool trail. 
And, you know, I ran it in 2015 when we lived in New York City. And the reason I ran it is because I went with a couple of girlfriends to watch the race. Like it's, there's so many spectators that watch the New York Marathon. And we went down there and we literally like made mimosas and we just were standing on the side of the road, like watching the marathon. I was like, I want to do this. This would be so freaking cool to do. So I ended up signing up and deciding that I was going to run it. And I had done a couple of half marathons prior, but a full marathon is 26.2 miles, right? And I remember going into this mentally. It was going to be so much more of a mental game for me. Like, obviously, yes, physically, you needed to train to run a marathon. But I remember I, like, straight out the gates made this decision that I'm going to expect that there's going to be curveballs and there's going to be setbacks and it's going to be a bumpy road full of twists and turns in pursuit of wanting to run this marathon because I had never run a marathon before. And I honestly didn't even identify as a runner. I had done a couple half marathons, but it wasn't like my go-to workout. I just wanted to do something fun and challenging. And because we lived in New York City in our 20s, I was like, this would be such a cool experience. So I signed up and decided to do it. And, you know, even just thinking back to that initial mentality when I signed up, it's like I knew that it was supposed to be like difficult for me and that there was going to be setbacks. And I was thinking about that with maybe something that's going on in your world right now, where it's like, what if you just decided that the path that you're taking toward where you want to go, whether that's for a promotion or it's for a health goal or a business goal or a career goal, or you know, even just building your friend group in a new city or whatever it is, what would it feel like if you decided it's supposed to go this way? Even if you're experiencing resistance or curveballs or setbacks or kind of a bumpy road full of twists and turns, what if you just expected that it was supposed to go this way. Would it feel different for you? Because I remember even like leading up to training, and we'll get into some of the mantras that I said that I think will be helpful. But I remember even leading up, like when I was training and I'd wake up in the morning and have to do these like crazy training runs that I was like, this is supposed to be hard. And this is supposed to feel like, I don't know if I can do this sometimes. And when I had that perspective, I wasn't doubting myself as much. Right? Like, what would it feel like if you knew that it was supposed to go the way that it's going for you right now, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it feels hard? Because I think we can feel more prepared if we're expecting that any path that we're taking toward where we want to go is not always going to be smooth sailing. Although, of course, social media and people with their highlight reels and posting carefully curated content make it seem like it's always going to be rainbows, butterflies. Like we know cognitively, like we're smart humans. We understand that it's not always going to be linear on any path toward getting where we want to go. But sometimes if we have these expectations of ourselves when we're going down a path that we're constantly going to be crushing it or we're constantly going to be making progress, the second that we aren't, we want to throw in the towel or tell ourselves some BS story like we're not capable. And that's just not the truth. There's always going to be resistance. There's always going to be curveballs. There's always going to be challenges. No matter how shiny the goal is that we're working on, there's always going to be problems associated with the goal. And it's like, you can be super optimistic. I might be one of the most optimistic friends you've got in your corner. I'm a very like wired optimistic, like straight out the womb. I've been a very like happy, positive person, but I've also really trained my brain to think that way. But still, I go through life expecting that there's going to be resistance and not in a Debbie Downer, no offense to Debbies, but not in like this negative way, but more so in this way of like, 
I'm expecting resistance. So when I feel it, I'm not making it mean since as humans, we're meaning creating machines. I'm not making it mean that I'm not capable. I'm just making it mean that this is just part of the path. It's just normal. I'm expecting it, right? So what would it feel like if you decided, like you made a conscious decision that even if you're experiencing resistance or a setback or a bumpy road full of twists and turns that you're like, wow, I'm just hanging on. What if you expected it was supposed to go this way, right? And from that, I want you to think about these three specific like ideas that came up to me a lot, like I said, when I was running the New York Marathon, but also come up for me right now in my day-to-day life, which is number one, the identity piece. I remember one of the biggest shifts that I made when I decided to run this New York Marathon was I identified as a runner. Like I mentioned to you, when I signed up for the race, I didn't identify as a runner. I was like, this is kind of a random thing that I'm doing. I'm going to run a marathon, um, but I'm not a runner. And it's almost like once I stepped into the identity of being a runner, I could then think like the person who was going to accomplish that goal of running the marathon, right? But when we're not accepting the identity, then we're missing out on some of the important characteristics that we need to develop that someone who's accomplishing the goal that we're working on would accomplish, right? So how can you make your goal part of your identity in a healthy way, right? So for example, if you are training for something, like using this analogy of training for a race, right? If your goal is to complete the race, then you're only focused on the end goal versus if your goal is to adopt the identity of someone who does race, then you're going to think so differently about it, right? For example, if you're you're training, like when I decided I'm a runner, I'm, I'm a runner who had never run a marathon, but I identified I am a runner. I started to think about how would a runner feel when a runner's out running, you know? So like a runner, someone who identifies as a runner who, you know, runs five mile runs or they do these longer runs that I was doing when I was training for the race, they would go out and hit the pavement. And when their lungs feel like, I'm trying to breathe, They would just identify that's part of running. I'm a runner. I navigate this different breath pattern. Or when their legs started to hurt, they're like, I'm a runner. I just keep pushing through that. That's just who I am. This is just part of the experience. This is part of how I grow. This is my exercise. This is what I do to clear my head. Like I'm a runner. I identify with that label. So when you're thinking about anything that you're navigating through right now, like a lot of you that are entrepreneurs or you're podcasters, right? If you adopt that identity, in a healthy way of I'm an entrepreneur, which means an entrepreneur is going to have to buckle up because you know that your best day and your worst day can be in the same hour as an entrepreneur. I just wanted to pop in here real quick because I know you love podcasts since you're obviously listening to one, but I don't know if you've thought about launching your own. If you have, you're going to want to listen up because I'm so excited to announce that we're kicking off our next cohort of our intro podcast course this January. And if you didn't know, I've helped hundreds of women launch podcasts. And what's so cool about our course, it's different from any other course out there and that it's done in a cohort. So it'll be you and 50 other women that are in this cohort together. And how it works is it's a combination of self-paced content that you do on your own time, group Zoom calls where you get access to me, Q&A style, me pumping you up and making sure that you have all the support that you need. And then also doing it in this cohort, you're all launching your podcast together. So it's 
an eight-week course. At the end of the course, everybody launches. So you've got this built-in hype squad. You've got women that you can cross-promote and collaborate and celebrate and support each other. It's just so fun. And we teach you the ins and outs of everything you need to know around content creation, the format of your show, niche. Of course, we talk about community building, the ins and outs of tech recording equipment, how to position yourself to monetize, literally everything you need to know about launching a podcast. But again, it's unlike any other course out there and that it's done in this cohort. And it's really important to me to give you all the support and hype because I love podcasting so much. And honestly, because I don't know if you know this, but only 20% of podcast hosts are women. And that just like does not sit right with me. So I want more women getting their messages and voices out into the world. So if you're interested, all you have to do is text the word launch to 512-548-2728. Again, text the word launch to 512-548-2728. And I'll send you over some information so you can get added to the wait list. And then I'll be reaching out mid-December for those of you that are interested in joining our January cohort. All right. Without further ado, let's dive back into the show. So when you have that as your identity, not I'm trying to build a business, but I'm an entrepreneur. What are some of the characteristics that come with that identity? Well, maybe when you're experiencing resistance because you launch something or you put out an email or you try to build a funnel or you put out this sale that you're doing and it doesn't work out for you. You're like, well, this is not meaning that I'm not capable. I'm an entrepreneur, so I figure things out. Entrepreneurs are people that believe in their ability to figure things out. They're solving problems for the world. Right? So when it becomes an identity piece, when you experience resistance or you're having those seasons of overwhelm or doubt, you can go default to that identity. Well, I'm someone who figures this out because I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm someone who pushes through this pain because I'm a runner. I'm someone who identifies as having an exceptional marriage. So when I'm having seasons of doubt or seasons of just feeling like it's a tough like situation that I'm navigating, it's like, well, I identify as someone who has an exceptional marriage, which means I will figure this out, which means I will figure out how I can take the finger that I want to point at my husband and flip it back around and point it at myself and say, what can I own here? Because of the identity piece. And I think there's this really healthy balance of identity where we can actually make it serve us in a massive way when we start to think, how is someone who identifies the way that I want to identify, how are they going to act? What habits will they have? What, you know, what is their perspective? How will they think about things? What questions do they ask themselves? Can you make it more of an identity piece? If you're experiencing resistance or feeling like you're in a bumpy road, maybe you haven't fully like cannonballed into this identity. Maybe you're dabbling. And maybe that could be the one change, right? Is ask yourself, how can I identify with what I'm working on so that I can realize that some of the bumps along the way are just part of it and they're here to teach me. From that, number one, that identity piece. Number two, this was huge for me with running. This is huge for me in life right now is there's always this expectation that if there's uphill, there's got to be downhill coming. That's literally how I got through the New York Marathon is like I'd be running up the hill. And this is back in 2015. So I had my iPod too. I mean, come on, let's go. I'm running up the hill with my iPod. And I was like, I can vividly remember specific instances where I'm like, if I go uphill, that means downhill's coming. Always. I think about that in business. I think about that in relationships. I think about that in every single aspect of my life still to this day, eight years later. 
When there's up, there's got to be down. Everything in life, I believe this to be true, has ebbs and flows. Expect it. Ebbs and flows. So if you're in an up season where it feels like you are running uphill, whether that is like literally you might be on a run while you're listening to this podcast, right? Or it just feels like you're running uphill in your life right now as you're working hard on your goals or just trying to navigate life in general. If it feels uphill, expect that a downhill is coming. Maybe you don't know when, maybe there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel yet, but if you expect that everything has ebbs and flows, it makes you feel like you can handle anything, right? At the time that I'm recording this, I am past my due date. We are having a little baby boy soon and I haven't given birth yet, (laughs) but I know that I'm going to be thinking about this when I'm giving birth, that like there's got to be a release coming, right? If it feels really hard, there's going to be a time that I am not feeling this way, right? Everything in life has ebbs and flows. You can decide if you believe that to be true. But for me, gosh, it serves me. It served me in 2015 running 26.2 miles for the first time. And it serves me as an entrepreneur. It serves me as a wife. It's going to serve me as a mom. I know all of these things. It's going to serve me that like everything is temporary, right? That's another way to look at it. Where it's like, if things are really good right now and you still clicked on this podcast episode, I love that for you. I'm so happy for you that things are really good for you right now. But savor that because there will be times when life throws you a curveball. And if things feel kind of shitty right now, remember, this will pass and it will feel good again. You will feel excited again. If you don't feel like yourself right now, you will again, right? Everything has ebbs and flows. When there's an uphill run, there's going to be a downhill coming, right? So that's number two. So the first one is identity, thinking like the person who can accomplish that thing. So you can tap into that identity piece. What habits does she have? What questions does she ask herself? How can I tap into that to expect resistance? No, it's just part of it because it's my identity. And number two, that expectation of ebbs and flows. When there's an up, there's got to be a down coming, right? A downhill easy part coming. And number three, One of the biggest ways that I got through the New York Marathon and that I get through entrepreneurship and that I set big goals and stay consistent at things, like even this podcast for almost five years, two episodes a week, like having your cruise control, like the slow, steady, consistent cruise control mode. Do you know what that mode is for you? Because it's easy to feed into, even like right now at this time of year, like it's November and it's like, finish the year strong, (laughs) right? That's like a lot of people's perception right now. And that's amazing if that's the season of life you're in that you want to finish the year strong. I'm in a season of life where I'm about to have a baby. So I'm probably going to finish the year kind of softly, right? It's not going to be this like, "Eh, let's go. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's your season. But what is your cruise control? Like what's that pace that's very sustainable for you in any season of life? Because I really tapped into that when I was running the marathon, right? Where I was like, okay, I know I can go a little bit faster in certain times, right? Like naturally, I think you kind of want to like go a little faster when you're going downhill, but not too fast that you start tumbling and then like break your leg or something, right? But there's like, there's times in the 26.2 miles that you could maybe go a little faster, Definitely being cautious for me uh, at the very beginning of not going too fast that I didn't burn out, right? And like burn all my steam, like mile one, two, and three when I still had 26 to go. But what if your mindset was that you always know how you can tap back into your cruise control pace? 
There is a huge advantage to slow, steady, and consistent. It helps you build confidence, but it also helps you keep going, right? So do you know what that looks like in your life right now? Maybe you are in a season of like ease where you're really pulling back right now, right? Like the season that I'm about to go into as a new mom, pulling back on business, And I'm just going to have to give myself a lot of grace. But I know what my cruise control is. I know that, example, to maintain this podcast and the community that we're building, I know that I put out two episodes a week. I know that our Thursday episodes now go on YouTube, which if you haven't checked out YouTube, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that we're doing that. And I know what are the basics. I know that I send out a text to my text list every Sunday evening. Those are my basic cruise control things that are still going to happen when I'm in this season of taking a step back from my business temporarily to focus on being a new mom right? For the rest of this year and then moving into 2024. I know what that cruise control is of what are the basic things I need to do to keep things going. And I knew that in the marathon, right? I know what those basics are in my marriage to make sure that things stay stable. I know what that looks like for me with my closest girlfriends. I know what that looks like for me with my relationship with my mom. And that's been really helpful for me to find what that cruise control is and know that there are seasons when I'm going to give a lot more effort to it because it's a priority for me. I've had many seasons like that in my business where I'm like, let's freaking go, where I maybe am in like a finish the year strong. I'm like, sorry, I'm yelling at you right now. But honestly, I've had those seasons, which are super advantageous and like can really propel me business-wise, but sometimes life you're not in that season. So what does that cruise control look like for you? So you can always know what you can tap back into. And then depending upon where you're at, you can increase the speed or you can decrease the speed. But at the end of the day, even giving you these, you know, the example of the identity and really expecting ebbs and flows and focusing on your cruise control. I think the biggest thing to keep in mind, and if you just take one thing from this episode, is how would it feel If you made a conscious decision that even if you're experiencing some twists and turns and curveballs and you're like, ah, Keisha, I'm just trying to hang on. What if you just expected that it's supposed to go this way? This path is teaching you everything that you need to learn to qualify you to be able to handle what's coming next. It's teaching you all the skills. And if you're in a real season of like, it feels like a big uphill battle right now, remember, you're going to have a downhill. But remember, the uphill teaches you grit and resilience and resourcefulness, things that you cannot learn when you're going downhill and it's rainbows, butterflies, and happy little unicorns. It all serves you. Trust the timing of your life. Trust that if you do tap into this identity piece, that that might be the one tiny thing that you're missing is having the identity to think like the person who can accomplish the thing that you want to accomplish. Or maybe you just need to give yourself grace and understand that, gosh, if it feels heavy and tough right now, like you're going uphill, you're going to be going downhill soon. Everything in life has ebbs and flows. So savor the highs, but know that lows are temporary, right? The highs are temporary too sometimes. And knowing that you can always default to focusing on that cruise control, whether that's a pace in a run like a marathon, that's a pace in your business, that's a pace in your career. Those are those basic habits that you need for your health of your sleeping and you're drinking water and you're trying to eat nutrient-dense food or whatever, right? Your stress management. If you know your basics for your mental health is you need to talk to your therapist once every two weeks, good girl, make sure that you're booking those times on your calendar. That's your cruise control. 
And when seasons feel harder, you can increase the speed or increase the rate at which you're seeing that person, whatever it looks like in your life with whatever goals that you're working on. I think it's supposed to feel this way right now for you. I'm not wishing that you're in a tough season or wishing you resistance or wishing just like a doubt-filled, ugly cry on your bathroom floor. But I do look back at those moments and whenever I have them, it sucks when I'm in it. But when I look back, I'm like, gosh, that served me. Gosh, that taught me something that I would have never learned had I not gone through that. So I just want you to know I love you. I'm rooting for you. If this episode was helpful for you, I always love to know like where you're tuning in from. So tag me on Instagram at KeishaGetMary or at EmpowerHer.podcast. If you haven't checked out our new YouTube channel yet, head over to YouTube. Our Thursday episodes are going to be dropped on YouTube every week. And we're giving away 100 How grateful I am for you for being on this journey together. And I'll talk to you soon. you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.